Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever the Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Harpin, your host of this Monday, Wednesday, Friday Let's Ride podcast and the co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. I have to be honest... I have spoken with some people recently via direct message on Instagram as well as on Twitter, and they said, I had no idea that Behind the Steel Curtain was a website. They just thought it was a, a podcast platform because it boggles my mind, I guess, that some people might just go to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and search Steelers looking for podcasts, and they stumble upon the Behind the Steel Curtain podcast network and they don't know that we are a part of a website. So I just want to give that plug there. BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. It's a part of SB Nation, which is a part of Vox Media. And I got to be honest, it's it's your it should be your one-stop shop for all things Steelers. We have everything from mock drafts to breaking news to film breakdowns to I mean, it's just it's phenomenal stuff. Phenomenal stuff. Make sure you check it out. But what I want you to check out right now. We've got a lot of stuff going on in this uh, this podcast. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about. We've got a whole second half that's going to be nothing but Q&A. That's right. It's Wednesday. That means that the second half of this podcast is when I'm going to be doing the Q&A where I called all Steeler fans and said, all right, folks, give me your questions. And again, for the second week in a row, they did not disappoint. Did not disappoint. Had over 18 questions submitted. And I, darn it, I'm going to get through them all. Going to get through them all. So make sure you stick around for that. But first, 
The headline and title of this podcast is something that I've become extremely passionate about. You might be able to tell it in my voice already. I've become extremely passionate about this, and I'm going to talk and I'm going to reference a discussion slash debate that I've had with Dave Schofield, the other co-editor behind the Steel Curtain, just just on Tuesday. And we were debating back and forth about this specific topic. And what is the headline? It is why the Steelers should target a quarterback in the first round of the 2021 NFL Draft. That's what this is about. Now, this all stemmed from on Tuesday morning, I ran, and I do this all offseason. I end up doing probably five versions of this article, but this was Pittsburgh Steelers 2021 Team Needs 1.0. And so the next one will be 2.0, and obviously you can figure it out, you're smart people. And I had, as the number one need for the Pittsburgh Steelers, heading into this 2021 season was quarterback. It was quarterback. And I asked Dave, I said, hey, did you get a chance to check out that article? He goes, I haven't had a chance to read it yet. What was your number one? And I said, quarterback. He said, you're nuts. It's got to be offensive line. And I said, well, offensive line encompassed, I think, two two of the three other spots in the top three. I had uh, offensive tackle, and then I had a center all in the top three. So I think it went quarterback, tackle, center in that order. And he said, it's got to be offensive line first. Now, Dave, his whole crutch was based on 2021. And my general thought and narrative surrounding my thoughts here is based off of 2021, but also the future. Everything stems around the fact, and let's assume that the reports this weekend that there's optimism that Ben Roethlisberger is going to be back. Let's assume that Ben will be back, that Ben is playing and he is going to be the quarterback in 2021. My plan is that the the quarterback that the Steelers draft takes the Patrick Mahomes route. People forget this. When Kansas City traded up to get Mahomes out of Texas Tech, they uh, the, the people forgot it. He sat behind Alex Smith for his rookie season. Didn't play. I think he might have played in a couple games at the end of the season. I think they had locked up a playoff spot and he got a start. That was it. And then his second year, Alex Smith is gone and he takes over and we all know what has happened. I am not. Let me get this out of the way right away. I'm not suggesting that the Steelers can or will be in the position to draft a Patrick Mahomes type. I'm not even sure outside of the top quarterback in this class, there is a Patrick Mahomes type. So let me just get that out of the way right off the bat. But I think that is the plan the Steelers should take when it comes to why they should draft a quarterback in this 2021 NFL draft. It is a built-in opportunity. For the Steelers to get a guy, even if he's a little rough around the edges, not have to thrust him into the lineup right away. You know, not every quarterback is going to do what Roethlisberger did in in 2004. It's just not normal. Okay, so let him sit, let him learn, and then in year two, that's when you get him out there. Ben will be off the books. Whether he retires or not, that's up to him. He'll be off the books. The Steelers will be in much better cap space in 2022. You'll be able to really fill some needs that way. And then, obviously, you're still going to be able to build other areas of the team leading up. That And, and by the way, this does not mean that you throw a white flag up for 2021. If Roethlisberger is a quarterback, they certainly can move the ball. He's certainly capable of, of winning football games, prove that this season in 2020. You're not waving the surrender flag. You're just saying, look, we're preparing for the future. 
Let me continue. Let's also throw in the fact that they're going, the Steelers are going to have a new offensive coordinator. And all signs point to Matt Canada being that guy. Now, today, I'm sorry, Tuesday, Jerry Dulac of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, along with Dale Lawley of DK Pittsburgh Sports, came out and said that, hold the phone on this, Matt Canada is the guy already. That talk is a little premature. He is a quote-unquote candidate. They have him as one of the people that could be the next offensive coordinator. And the reason why this is probably happening is that the Steelers have to follow protocols set forth by the NFL for the Rooney rule, named after Art Rooney II's dad, Dan Rooney. Boy, would it be a slap in the face if the National Football League finds out that the Rooney family of the Pittsburgh Steelers didn't follow the Rooney rule. So they're not they're not naming Canada the quarter the offensive coordinator yet, but regardless of whether it's Canada or not, whomever is the next offensive coordinator, this would allow them to get their guy. It would allow them to draft the quarterback that they say this is the guy that we can build our entire offense around. Now, as I'm I'm gonna go through some prospects here towards the end of this first segment. And you're going to see why that's really, really important. You're going to see why that's really, really important. But I think that this is the year that the Steelers need to make an aggressive play. They need to make an aggressive play in the draft. Now, they're picking 24th overall. This We're talking a trade here, folks. We're talking trading up. The Steelers did it for Troy Palomalu in 2003. And we all know the aggressive trade they made last season in 2019 for Minka Fitzpatrick. The Steelers need that type of aggressive move if they really want to have Ben Roethlisberger retire and you have your next quarterback, your next franchise quarterback waiting. That's what you need to avoid. You need to avoid the Bradshaw to Ben years. Do I need to run down the names of Mike Tomzak, Neil O'Donnell, Cordell Stewart, Tommy Maddox. I could go on. You know what I'm talking about. Bubby Brister. (laughs) Bubby Brister. Guy makes me chuckle just thinking about it. Still, though, you get my drift. They need an aggressive play. Am I suggesting that they're going to go from 24 to the top overall pick? No. No, I think that's crazy. However, I do think that they can trade up and get a quarterback that after a year of experience could very well be the next guy for the Steelers. It could be a smooth transition, and before you know it, that defense that they're building, which is still really strong, even after you think about Bud Dupree not going to be back likely, they're probably going to lose either Cam Sutton or Mike Hilton, Tyson Alawalu is a free agent. There's a lot of question marks there, but I still think that that defense is Super Bowl caliber, and the Steelers will find a way to keep a lot of those players. And so for me, they need to be aggressive. Be aggressive in the draft. Trade up. Maybe they have to trade up to 11 or 12. You do what you have to do. I mean, that's just what you have to do. You have to make sure that you're taking care of the future. And in my opinion, the quarterback position is the most important position in football. Now, Dave said, well, Jeff, my gosh, no quarterback is going to be able to play behind a bad offensive line. And I said, you are right. I am not disagreeing with what you're saying. You're saying that if without a line and without a running game, it doesn't matter who they have a quarterback. And he's right. But I told him again, I said, Dave, 
This is under the pretext that Roethlisberger is returning. You know, I don't want to hear salary cap talk. A rookie quarterback is not going to cost you a lot of money. That's the beauty of this new system, which is it's two collective bargaining agreements now, that they don't allow rookies to do things like hold out for more money. I think it was Sam Bradford might have been the last quarterback before that new collective bargaining agreement that held out for just a boatload of money, and they had never even played a snap in the National Football League. So I don't want to hear about salary cap implications. Yeah, Ben coming back, that that hinders the salary cap, $41 million salary cap hit. But on the other side of the coin, don't tell me that the Steelers can't find good offensive linemen in rounds two, three, or four. Now, if you're saying, well, Jeff, if you're going to trade up to 12, what are you going to have to give up to do it? I get it. You might have to give up, obviously, the 24th pick. You might have to give up next year's first-round pick, or you might have to give up a second or third this year or next year. So you might you might be losing some capital there. I understand that. But let's look at Kevin Dotson as a perfect example. Kevin Dotson wasn't a first-round pick. He wasn't a second-round pick. He's a mid-round pick that, honestly, and a lot of people agree with me here, and they know a lot more about football than I do, Kevin Dotson should have been a starter on the Steelers team. He never should have been standing on the sideline and letting Matt Filer, who had been hurt and hadn't been in the lineup for weeks, he should have been the one in there at the playoff game against Cleveland. Now, would it have made a major difference? That's neither here nor there. What I'm saying is that they can still find talented players. They are still capable of bringing in good linemen that can play, and they can turn them into something. Don't, for, don't forget about players like Ramon Foster. Yeah, you think about David DeCastro. He was a first-round pick. I mean, you think about... Marquise Pouncey was a first-round pick. But what about Alejandro Villanueva? They turned him into something out of nothing, really. Let's be honest. Ramon Foster was undrafted out of Tennessee. They turned him into something. Matt Filer, did anyone know of him? No. They are capable of making, making, putting together a line that does not need to be all top-tier players from the first and second round. Would it be nice? Yeah. Is it logical? It's not even logical if they don't trade up to get a quarterback. If they draft a, if they were to draft an offensive tackle in the first round at 24, isn't there's nothing saying that they're going to find a quality center in round three? It's just, that's just the draft. So my theory is that you trade up, you got to do what you got. I'm not thinking they get into the top 10. That's just going to cost too much. But if they trade it up to let's say 12, maybe 13. There might be some prospects that are still available at the quarterback position that I feel strongly enough that they might be interested in getting. Now, I do want to make, make make sure everyone understands, I'm not a huge college football guy. If you've been listening to me all season, I've had a couple people when I did mailbag segments periodically throughout the year ask about college prospects, and I say the same thing every year. I'm just not a big college guy, but when the, when the season ends, when the Steelers season is over, that's when I start to dive into these prospects. I start to look and see who fits in all, et cetera, et cetera. So I looked up some rankings. This was CBS, CBS Sports. And to be honest with you, I guarantee when it comes to quarterback rankings, there are a lot of, they're pretty much similar. There's probably not much difference, especially at the top. So their number one overall prospect was Trevor Lawrence from Clemson. He's, he's going to be gone, and that's not even worth talking about. Their number four overall prospect, the number two quarterback prospect, is Justin Fields, a quarterback out of Ohio State. He's going to be gone. Now, some people... Some people are bold enough to say that they think Justin Fields is a little overrated. 
They, they all know that there hasn't been a, a quarterback out of Ohio State that's really done well in the NFL in recent years. Is he just a system quarterback at Ohio State? They're saying maybe he's, he falls. I don't know. But I'm going to guess that he's not going to be around. Their number six overall prospect, and he's their third quarterback on their rankings for quarterback prospects, is Zach Wilson, the quarterback from BYU. I think he's going to be gone. So I think those three quarterbacks are already going to be gone. But there's a lot of other really good players at a lot of different positions that are going to be going in between these players. I don't think it's going to be quarterback, quarterback. Think back to Andrew Luck and Robert Griffin III. Um, that year that they were, I, I wish I knew off the top of my head the year they were drafted, but I don't. Now you get into the, I would call it the second tier quarterback prospects. Uh, maybe this first player that's ranked 12th overall might be like the one, if they're 1A, he's 1B, and then you get into the second tier. That's Trey Lance from North Dakota State. Not that People don't know a lot about him. He's got a big arm. He's mobile. Then you have Mac Jones. So you go from 12 with Trey Lance to 25 with Mac Jones from Alabama. You go to 40 for Kyle Trask from Florida. And then you have to go all the way to 79 for Jamie Newman out of Georgia. It's quite the drop-off. I am sitting here, and I'm looking at this. So I think the top three, Lawrence, Fields, and Wilson, are gone. They're not going to be viable options for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's my personal opinion. Trey Lance, though, that is a guy that if Matt Canada is the coordinator, if he is the coordinator, he might be saying to Art Rooney and Mike Tomlin, I want this guy. He is big. He's strong. He's mobile. He's everything that NFL teams want in a quarterback right now. The guys that drop back and are statues in the pocket are a thing of the past. Quarterbacks that can run, that can use their legs as a weapon, is how the league is trending. Think about Josh Allen in Buffalo, Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City, Russell Wilson. Um, uh, oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank on the little guy out in Arizona. But you, <laughs> Kyler Murray, there it is. Kyler Murray, that little water bug. It, these people are mobile. They can run. You can run RPOs. They're comfortable with RPOs. So a guy like Trey Lance is someone that they might say, if he's available at 12 or even at 11, we might be making a play. We might be making a play to jump up and try to get this guy. Because if he is the guy, if they think he has all the tools, then you, you do it. And you do it, and he can come into camp with the ease of knowing he is not going to be the guy right away. Roethlisberger is going to be there. Okay, I don't want to hear about Mason Rudolph. Who cares about Mason Rudolph? And Dave said, well, Mason Rudolph could be your guy for a couple years. I'm not looking for a bridge quarterback. I'm looking for the next quarterback, the next guy. Look at what the Green Bay Packers did last year. Maybe that's the perfect model. They went and got Jordan Love, and everyone said, oh, my gosh, Aaron Rodgers is going to freak out. Now, it's a little bit different scenario based on the fact that Aaron Rodgers has more years left than, than Ben Roethlisberger does. But still, Jordan Love is learning. He's following the Aaron Rodgers format when he sat behind Brett Favre for all those years. It's not always a bad thing. Okay, it's not always a bad thing. I think this year is the year the Steelers make a move. This year, you cannot wait till 2022 and then expect a rookie, I don't care how good the offensive line is, to come in and be able to play well enough to win a Super Bowl. If they want to win a Super Bowl, Ben gives them a good shot in 2021, and then when he's done, the next guy steps up in 2022, but you got to get him this year. That's why. That's why you have to take, the, the Steelers need to take a quarterback. They need to be aggressive. 
Be aggressive in this upcoming draft, and we're going to talk about this a lot more. Trust me. We're going to talk about this a lot more leading up to the draft, but as of right now, I'm feeling very strongly about that decision, and I would be 100% behind it. Maybe you disagree. That's fine. It's your prerogative. All right, when we come back, I'm going to answer a lot of questions in this mailbag. We're going to get to them rapid-fire style if we have to. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Alright, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to the second segment of Let's Ride. Happy Wednesday. It's home day. That's right. I hope you're having a great week. I hope that you're really preparing yourself for this. I think it's going to be a crazy offseason, to be honest with you. Especially, I mean, if if the NFL comes out and says that the salary cap is going down to 175, which is their floor, and that means it's dropping from 198.2, I believe that's what it is in 2020, down to 175. This will be one of the craziest off-seasons you will have ever witnessed in your life. And for the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are already over that 198, it will be even crazier. So I hope you're ready for that, and I hope that you're ready to saddle up with me, everyone else on our podcast platform, as well as well as BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, because <laughs> we're going to have it all for you, i tell you that. All right, 32 NFL Daily says, I'll start. What do we do with the man sitting there on the bench? It was an image of Juju Smith-Schuster that I used for the tweet that I sent out. You can follow me on Twitter at jhartman underscore P-I-T. He meant Juju. What do we do? I think you let Juju Smith-Schuster test the water. I think the Steelers are going to tell his agent, hey, here's what we're thinking about offering him. If you can get a better deal, we hey, we understand. It's a business. You got to do what you got to do. But here, slide that paper across the table, and it might be three years X number million, I don't know. Early early on, it might be $6 million a year. It might go up significantly as it goes on. If he gets out, if someone outbids the Steelers, he goes, then he goes, period. I, I think they would like to keep him, but that doesn't always count, you know, when especially with the salary cap. Ivan, 12-4, and four, uh, he says, now what? <laughs> Not really much of a question there, Ivan. Um now what? The Steelers have to put a plan in place to try to keep this thing from completely falling apart. My whole first segment was a good way to prevent that from happening. A lot of people disagree with me, and that's fine. I'm not here to appease everybody, but at the same time, that's the, that's what they have to do right now. Uh, Heather Marie says, what do we have to do in order to keep Juju and Bud? Well, they can't keep both. I doubt they can keep either, um, especially Bud Dupree. Now, now, Dupree is coming off that knee injury. And a lot of people say, well, maybe that'll cut. Maybe maybe his price tag will come down a little bit. I'm not sold on that. I really am not. In today's day and age, ACL tears are so common, and the surgeries that are done to repair those anterior cruciate ligaments, that's what ACL stands for, by the way, are so precise. These athletes never miss a beat. It's not like when they come back, they can't run properly. No, it, this is actually a surgery that I don't think it's going to hinder anyone from paying paying Dupree 
market value, and that's going to be too much for the Steelers. As for Juju, like I said, the Steelers might give him an offer, and maybe he stays on a hometown deal, but he'd have to give him a hometown deal. That's my personal opinion. Michael asks, can Steelers tag Juju this year and then sign him long-term after Ben's cap hit is gone? They could place the, well, actually, yeah, they could place the franchise tag on Juju Smith-Schuster. I'm not sure if they would want to do that. It's going to be a pretty hefty one-year salary, and they're not going to have that type of cap number or a cap availability. But you got to have to remember, let's remember the last time the Steelers decided to, you know, on an offensive skill position player as Le'Veon Bell when they used the the salary cap, I'm sorry, the franchise tag on him, and he sat out. He has that option. And so Juju could say, look, I'm not playing. I don't want to play for a one-year deal. I'm looking for a long-term deal. So in theory, could they do that? Yes. Will it happen? I highly, highly unlike it. Pierce asks, I saw we have the most salary cap space in the NFL in 2022. How's that possible considering how low it is for 2021? P.S. This seems like a great opportunity to further rebuild, right? Well, one of the main reasons, and maybe the main reason, why the Steelers would have the most cap space in 2022 would be because they have several contracts coming off the books after 2021, none larger than Ben Roethlisberger and his $41 million salary cap hit. Think about that number. $41 million allocated to one player. When you take that off the books, now... It's going to be a give and take because a lot of that cap space is going to have to go to Mr. Uh, TJ Watt. He's going to get a big lucrative deal. He's going to get a large signing bonus. I do think that they will be able to give TJ Watt the money he deserves, but they'll put it in a way that it's not going to cap strap them early. It's going to be more towards later in the years of his contract. That's what the Steelers tend to do. In terms of the rebuild, 2022 would be the year that if they're going to be aggressive in free agency, they would possibly do that. Again, you have players like Joe Hayden, you have Vince Williams, you have Marquise Pouncey that are all getting a lot of money, a lot of money. If they get them off the books, they're going to have a little bit more freedom. So that $41 million, boy, does it loom large. Steelers 860 says, do you believe the Steelers will trade up for a quarterback? And if they do, who do you support? Who would you support the move? I Or would I support the move? I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you listen to the first half of the show, I kind of answered that question. Uh, I, I do want to do some more research on Trey Lance and see what kind of quarterback he is. But again, if he's someone that is rough around the edges, needs to get used to the NFL game, needs to learn a new system, this seems like the perfect spot. Have him come in, play behind Ben for a year, and then let him let him go. Let him go. And then if Matt Canada is the offensive coordinator, he will be able to have him at his, his, at his disposal. And I would look at... If you want to look at what Matt Canada can do with a quarterback that can both run and throw, just look up what Jacoby Brissett did at NC State, and that was when Jalen Samuels was there. Look up what Jacoby Brissett did with Matt Canada as the offensive coordinator. Literally, just go, like, when the show's over, go do it, and you'll see those are some good numbers. Those are some good numbers, all I'm going to say. Daniel says, if you could only select one player to stay with the Steelers from the uh, – unrestricted free agent list for 2021 who would it be um if i'm not i don't have to think about salary or anything like that i'm gonna say bud dupree yes i would say bud dupree over mike hilton over cam sutton over james connor over juju smith schuster over alejandro villanueva over matt filer i'd choose bud over anyone if i didn't have to worry about cost sadly that's not the world we live in if I'm thinking about costs, I would think about Mike Hilton. 
that's where I would go. All right, uh, El Duderino says, how much of a say will Matt Canada have on draft and free agency decisions? Will he be able to get his guys? If you're going to bring in this coordinator, and let's be, these are reports, so if Canada is not the guy, if it's someone else, I don't care who it is, they should have a say in who they draft. They should have a say in the type of player that they pick up in free agency. If not, the Steelers organization is literally being run backwards. If you don't have a coordinator that's comfortable with the players and they're they're not having a say in who you bring in, there's a major, major issue there. I think they absolutely would give him a large say. Maybe not the final say, but they'd give him a large say. Nicholas asks, compared to the rest of the division, where do you see the Steelers' quarterback situation, third worst or fourth? I mean, as of right now, my goodness. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger, I would put him third. I mean, because it, I, mean, I don't know. Lamar Jackson, he's an unbelievable athlete. Playmaker. Just a ridiculous playmaker. I think everyone would, I mean, Baker Mayfield, everyone knows I don't like Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield sucks is my slogan I always say on the Steelers preview. But he's shown that he's capable. Lamar has shown that he's capable. Ben Roethlisberger's capable. Joe Burrow, I think, is only going to get better. I would say second or third, probably. And heck, I, who do you put first? Uh, Baker Mayfield, I, I struggle with that. Lamar Jackson, he's like a running back that also throws from time to time. I struggle with that. I, anymore, I don't think the AFC North quarterback group is that great anyways. Joe Burrow might be the best, and he's just still he's still developing. Ben asks, what type of quarterback do you think would fit Canada's offense? Would Big Ben run Canada's scheme, a current quarterback in the NFL, or a draft pick? You know, Jacoby Brissett, who's the backup, who is the backup in Indy. I mean, he's he knows Matt Canada's system. He ran it at NC State. So if you're looking for a court, a cor- current quarterback that a the Steelers could maybe target some way, shape, or form, I, they might have to trade. I'm not sure. You, you might look at someone like Jacoby Brissett. Clearly, he knows Canada. In terms of college, I, I spoke about Trey Lance. Uh, can Ben Roethlisberger run his offense? I'm not so sure about that. You know, Matt Canada's offenses are built around motion, pre-snap reads, reading players as the play is going on. You know, like RPOs. That's not Ben's mo. So I would. That's my concern. I'm fine with Ben playing one more year. Him playing one more year in Canada system. That that gives me some uh, gives me some pause. Alex asks, what should be the major pri- major priority for next season? Find your next quarterback. That's it for me. Find your next quarterback. If, you want, if you're not talking about draft stuff, if you think if they're going to get a free agent, they, they should try to find some offensive line help. But other than that, find your next quarterback. Goal number one. B-Pot says, just says, Watson, question mark. Look, Deshaun Watson coming to Pittsburgh would be awesome. But you, you're talking about the trade capital that you would need to just move up to maybe 10 or 11 or 12 in the draft. To get Deshaun Watson, you'd have to give even more. And I don't think the Steelers are willing to do that. So I don't put too much stock there. Uh, Leo asks, what can the Steelers do in order to significantly improve their rushing game? They just need to reinvest in the offensive line. And they need to really think about how they're going to run the football. I think a new offensive coordinator, if that's Matt Canada, could be a step in the right direction. Matt Canada has a has had great running games wherever he goes. He's been proven to be able to do that. They're going to get a new offensive line coach, whomever that is. They can do it. They just have to really they don't have to reinvent the wheel. They just have to change the way they do things. It is possible. Lori says, hi, Jeff. Do you think Ben has been a good leader for this team? And I mean more of an off-the-field type of leader. I honestly, Ben Roethlisberger, if you pay attention, he's not, he's not your typical leader. 
He's not the he's not your rah rah guy. He's not the he might say the sound bites and he knows when the cameras are watching and he walks around. I'm not saying he's a bad leader. He's just I used to coach. I coached high school sports. I, I was a, a head lacrosse coach in the state of Maryland for men's lacrosse. Uh, it's like 13 years I coached. And you always have the, the type of leaders that want to be the leader, and then you have the leaders that people actually follow. Ben's the guy that wants to be the leader. I'm not so sure people are following him, though. You want to talk about leaders, talk about Heinz Ward. Heinz Ward was, wasn't the guy that was always getting everyone hyped up. He was the guy that went out and did his job, did it in a certain way that people were like, that's my guy. I'm fought, whatever. If he's going into war, if he's going into battle, I've got his back. That's the type of leader you need. And in that regard, no, I don't think Ben is that type of leader. So I hope that answers your question, Lori. I appreciate it. Rob says, assuming Ben plays out his contract and the Steelers take the $41 million cap hit, in the teeth, do we re-sign any of our un- unrestricted free agents for 2021? If so, which I think that you have to prioritize who you want. For instance, I, I could see Villanueva gone. I could see Filer gone. I think that they have to keep Cam Sutton or Mike Hilton. I don't think they're going to be able to afford both. They have to keep one or the other. I would prefer Hilton. A lot of people would say Sutton. You got to keep one. Bud Dupree, you're not going to be able to afford him. Juju, not going to be able to afford him, I don't think either. James Conner, maybe, if he wants to come back. And I'm not sure if he would want to come back. So, yeah, that, that's just off the top of my head where I would go with that. Mendez is assuming Canada gets the OC job. Any chance of reunion with Brissett? They had success together at NC State. Hey, if the Steelers can make it happen, I just talked about this, I could see that being a fit. But I don't think that's necessarily where the Steelers want to go in that regard. Tucker Barnhart's back end says, is Nelson, Stephen Nelson, a cut candidate? I legitimately believe we keep him and think we should, but he got his ankles broken plenty of times by shifty wide receivers. He didn't look worth his money, missed on some opportunities to make a play. I think we keep both top quarterbacks. To me, the question isn't do you keep Nelson, it's do you keep Hayden? I think they keep Nelson. I like Steven Nelson. I think that he did. He had an up and down year. He was on the injury report a lot, though. Keep that in mind, folks. He might have been playing a little banged up. Joe Hayden, he just can't seem to stay healthy. He's going to have a really big cap hit this year. I wouldn't be shocked if the Steelers plan to part ways with Joe Hayden, not because he can't play, just financially. And then then you're wondering who's going to step up. And if you got, get rid of Hayden, you got to keep Sutton. And that just answered my other question. It's just one of those situations. There's so much at stake this offseason. I hope fans realize this offseason is not going to be one you can just sleep on and say, eh, the Steelers aren't going to do much. Oh, there's going to be a lot of moves. Trust me. Last question from Resign Juju and his bike. Do you believe the Steelers still have the best chance to win with Ben? If so, do you give him a contract extension to lighten the cap hit this season? Even if everyone knows he'll hang it up at the end of next season, all this assumes both sides are in agreement. And that's something that a lot of people have wondered. They basically said, do you think that Ben will, they'll give Ben an extension, maybe like a two-year extension. It'll lessen the $41 million cap hit. It'll give them more financial freedom this season. And if he plays more than that, then that's great. But I just don't know if that's the the way they want to go. I just don't know if this team is going to be built that way. At some point, you have to move on, you know, and and no one is ready for that. No one was ready for that with Troy Polamalu. No one was ready for that with Heinz Ward. Very few people get to pull a Jerome Bettis and hoist a Lombardi trophy and say, I'm out of here. See you later. At some point, you have to move on. And that's a very difficult question. 
A lot of people say that now's the time. Some people say let him play out his contract. I just, anymore, the way that the season ended, I don't see the Steelers necessarily giving him an extension. Not now, at least. I think they would rather eat the $41 million and then have him off the books than they would say, we're just going to kick the can further down the street. That's what my dad used to always say to me. Hey, you can kick the can down the street, but eventually you have to pick it up. It might be time that they have to pick it up. There you go, folks. Some really good questions. I'm really I'm really happy, kind of awestruck with how uh, there's been a lot of responses. I hope that, the, that you all are checking out the podcast on Wednesday. I answer all your questions. So I hope you're checking it out. I hope you're telling friends, family, anyone that you know is a Steeler fan, tell them about our podcast platform. Send them the link. Hey, check out this show. Check out Let's Ride. Jeff, he's a super nice guy. He has a great face for radio. Make sure you tell him that too. <laughs> All right, folks. Hey, I hope you have a great Wednesday. I'll be back on Friday morning. We're going to be talking about championship weekends. Will Patrick Mahomes play? Hmm, I don't know. We'll see. Concussed. Um, We'll see if maybe protocols get bent a little bit. We'll put it that way. In the meantime, folks, be safe, be kind, and God bless. Go Steelers. We'll see you on Friday. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.